0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. We have so much to talk about. I'm going to be recapping this week's Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, which of course featured our dear Kathy, Kathy Hilton, who I love with every ounce of myself, just yelling at everyone to do a bottoms-up. Let's do a bottoms-up. Who wants to do a bottoms-up, Kyle? Let's do a bottoms-up. We got to do a bottoms-up. It's a girl's trip. Let's (laughs) bottoms-up. Loved every second of it, although it did end up being a prank, and I wanted them to actually do bottoms-up. What gives? You're on a girl's trip. Do actual bottoms up. Uh, we also are going to talk the real houses in New York. There was a new episode. Lots going on over in that city. But before we dive into any of that, we got to talk about this new documentary that's coming to Hulu about bamboozle Jane and Tommy Two-Tones. Of course, I'm referring to the cast members of the real houses, Beverly Hills. Uh, everything I'm about to say is alleged, but they have a new podcast coming out, or they have a new show coming out on Hulu that's going to be a documentary all about the scandal. And I wanted to just play a portion of the trailer for you guys so we could talk about it. So this is a documentary coming to Hulu in mid-June.
1: There once was a housewife The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills Who married a hustler
0: Tom Girardi was L.A. Law So powerful They
1: were just in money left and right But then The
0: Real Housewives star
1: accused with her husband of staging a fake divorce Thomas Girardi accused of embezzlement People love a good scandal
0: The biggest question is did she you know? And the Housewife and the Hustler Only on Hulu Goosebumps, goosebumps. Even hearing it again, I've seen the trailer a hundred times, and I'm even getting goosebumps just listening to it again. First of all, we got Dana Pam as one of the talking heads in there. Remember, twenty five thousand dollar Dana Pam from The Real Housewives Beverly Hills. She's gonna be one of the talking heads in it, which I don't even think she was on the show when Erica Jane was. But I don't give a shit. I'm excited to see her. Get a little update from her. Also, they make it seem so like sexy. You know, they play the Fergie song. And then at the end, the Fergie song, the lyric they end on is, if you don't have no money, take your broke ass home. That's the lyric they end the trailer on, you guys. (laughs) So fucking shady. Uh, But I'm so excited that they used this Fergie song, because I love that glamorous song. And of course, they probably tried to get Expensive to Be Me, but they didn't allow it on the show. However, I wonder, like, what were the logistics of Fergie's song playing? Like, did she, Fergie herself, have to approve the song to play in that trailer, or did maybe someone was on Fergie's team? Like, does this mean they're anti-Erica Jane? I don't know. Remember when Fergie, by the way, she did the national anthem at the NBA uh, game? Remember that weird thing? <laughs> Do you guys remember that? Oh, I wish I could unremember that. I mean, it was a crazy performance, and people were literally laughing as they held their chests in respect of our national anthem. You know, they were they couldn't help themselves, and you know, it's bad when. You're supposed to be honoring the country, and you can't help yourself but laugh because Fergie was (laughs) just doing some noises in the microphone. Anyway, I've loved Fergie uh, since before then, but I'll never forget that performance, and I do wish I could unremember it. However, uh, I'm... Excited for this new movie, this Hulu documentary. I sort of was thinking maybe Bravo should have done it, but then I was thinking Bravo, if they did it, they would have sanitized it of all the good stuff because Erica Jane's on their network, right? So it wouldn't have been as juicy. So I'm excited that Hulu's doing it. I wonder who else they got into talking heads. I wonder what else they're going to dive into. Even that woman's voiceover was like, she was a housewife. It's like very sexy, desperate housewives uh, voiceover. Uh, to me, and I like that. I like that. So, you guys, I'll be tuning in. It's mid-June. I don't remember if it's the 15th, 14th. I don't know. You could Google it. Uh, however, I will be tuning in whenever it is, and God bless you, Hulu. If any of you are out there who greenlit this, God bless, because I'll be watching, tuning in. I'll be watching what happens live, and I'll go to Hulu.com for more information this time. Uh, anyway, you guys, we're going to dive into this week's Real Housewives is Beverly Hills. I want to give a, a little apology up front that they're doing construction above me, in the apartment above me. That, uh, c'est la vie. That's apartment life. Can't do anything about it. So if you hear some banging, hammering, I'm sorry. I didn't know where else to go to record this. I kept waiting. I'm thinking, maybe they'll stop. Maybe they'll stop hammering. And I told you guys, we had a little kitchen flood. There was shit water everywhere, I told you on the podcast last week. And it's because they're doing construction. Somebody moved out, and they're redoing the apartment. It's been a nightmare. They're constantly banging, constantly... There's floods. I'm like, I feel like I'm on fucking Noah's Ark or something. There's so much going on. And I can't even think straight sometimes. I'm trying to do work. You know, I'm working on a couple writing gigs right now. Can't even uh, gather a thought. So if I'm uh, stumbling, I'm popping my words or something. It's because my brain is fuzzy just because of all this construction. There's constantly a drill happening above me. So maybe I'm not hearing it now. So maybe they'll be taking a break. I don't know. Fingers crossed. I hope they are. Anyway, okay, so last week on the show on Real Houses of Beverly Hills, we ended on Sutton and Crystal kind of getting into it. Crystal was like, are you that girl? Are you that girl? So this week, it was a to be continued. We're back in that argument. And uh, Sutton says the word racist is a virus worse than COVID. And then she starts to get emotional. She says, I'm the girl that doesn't see color. This is in Sutton's confessional. She said, is that bad? Why? Give me a reason. Now, these are very important conversations that we're having both on Real Houses Beverly Hills and the Real Houses in New York. I wonder how the audience is receiving these conversations, because more than ever, of course, this is a reflection of our times. Culturally, we've been having a lot of discussions about race, and that's been a wonderful thing culturally where we're at. However, I'm curious because it seems like it's happening on these shows a lot more and more. And a lot of that is due to the fact that they're diversifying these casts, which is something I think a lot of us have wanted for years and years and years. I know we've talked about this before. It is hard when they throw in uh, one or two women of color in a largely white cast, and then it feels like that one, or in Beverly Hills' case, the two of them are having to do a lot of the heavy lifting, if you know what I mean. So then uh, they do wrap up that conversation, and it was, uh, Crystal did point out, she said, the generation above me, Crystal's, I think, 35 or something, she says, was uh, taught not to see color, which is an outdated view. So Crystal kindly explained that. The real ha ha hee he of it all is that they put on the screen that Sutton is 12 years older than Crystal. So when she's talking about generation, the brilliant, beautiful Bravo editors called it out and put 12 years older than Crystal. You guys have laughed so hard. Oh, I love him. him. But I'm firmly Team Crystal on this one. Firmly. They agreed to go to bed. The next morning, we see all the women waking up. Dorit, she calls Jaggy. Jaggy, I found you in my luggage! She found like a leaf in the luggage that Jaggy had drew or, I don't know, cut up? I don't know. It was like a leaf. I was glad to see Jaggy did the leaf because I think we had talked about in the premiere, Jagger was learning about Pablo Picasso or some famous painters. In in his art class, at home art class, and I was saying, I never learned that when I was a kid. I learned how to do a turkey with my hand, so I was happy to see that Jaggy just learned how to do a leaf. That's all I want from Jaggy. That's all he should be learning in his art class. We don't need to teach him about I don't know some artists. I can't even think of some artists by name because I obviously didn't learn them. I took art history in college. Can't even think of one name other than Pablo Picasso. I'm sorry, that's where I'm at. Uh, But Jaggy, I found you in my luggage. Jackie, I found your leaf. Uh, Then it's revealed that Kathy Hilton, okay, Kathy, she not only needs the fan to go to bed, but she also wears a face mask, which Matt wears it too, my boyfriend. He wears it every night before bed. He has to put the face mask on. He can't have one little bit of light. I can't do that. I've tried it before. I've gone through little phases where I have the face mask over my eyes at night, but ultimately it always gets in my way. And I think I have a really giant head. Uh, Not a metaphor. I just have a big ass head. And so none of them fit right. I always feel like they're tight around my head. Even headphones sometimes. You know, headphones that go around, I feel like it's always cutting off my circulation, my big-ass, big old bulb head. Anyway, uh, Kathy, she was in Kyle's room in the middle of the night, like 1 a.m. She came in with some chips and a Red Bull. A Red Bull, you guys. Kathy came in with a Red Bull. She, ate a, she drank a Red Bull. She said she thought it was soda or something. She thought it was a pop. Yeah, I'm from Ohio. We say pop, and she just thought it was a soft drink. Drank it. It's a Red Bull. I can't have a Red Bull. The only time I'm having a Red Bull is when I go to Vegas. That's the only time. And even then, I can have like one little sip with my vodka or something, just to keep me going. In Vegas, you know, vo- Vegas, you got to have a lot of energy. But Kathy's drinking it at 1 a.m. with the newspaper. She was reading the news, like a, I don't know if it's USA Today, LA Times, or what. 1.35 a.m. She's sipping on a Red Bull and reading the news while Kyle's trying to nap. Not even nap. She's trying to enter a REM cycle. And Kathy's just next to her. And God, I love her. I love her. Love her. And then we see uh, the, all the women are leaving except for Kathy. Kathy's still asleep. She says, leave me alone. Leave me the fuck alone. She don't want to go to that. They did something where they were like, I don't, on a train track. And, and Kathy wasn't interested. And in, I get it, Kathy. I was like, you know, good for you. I would stay home too and sleep. She's sleeping past 11 a.m. Garcelle, before she left, had to shut the doors because of the bears. Could you imagine, like, if... <laughs> Do you imagine if all the girls go to that stupid fucking train track and then Kathy's asleep and Garcelle didn't lock the door and there was just a bear that came in? Oh my God. Could you imagine that comedy? Did you guys see there's, like, a viral video of some woman she, on her porch? She has a few dogs and on her porch, a bear was climbing up the porch. I don't even know where this was. A bear climbed up on the porch and was like coming after the dogs. The dogs were barking at this bear. And this woman with her bare hands, pun intended, just launched the bear off her balcony and saved the dogs. It's a, I don't know if it was on TikTok or where I saw it. I saw it online. And this uh, little old woman, I don't know how old she was, I'm not sure of her birth date, but she did just go up to the bear and swatted off her balcony and saved the dogs. That's a hero. And I just was imagining Kathy just swatting away a bear. Just, God, I would have loved to see it. Would have loved to see it. Uh, Then all the other women, like I said, they go to this train track. Again, I don't know why they're still doing this fast cars and freedom shit on the show. It's like, we always got to see them just riding in vehicles. I don't get it. And they're doing it again. And this wasn't even an interesting vehicle. It was just, what do you even call it? I think they said the name of it, but I was like, what is this train thing? I don't know what it is. I don't know why they're doing it. I don't know why they're showing it to us. To me, this should be cut footage. We don't need to see it. They could show us going to this place and leaving if there's interesting conversations on the way. But when they're on that train thing, none of it was interesting to me. It was just there and they weren't even able to really talk. They were all like, woo, you know, going and pedaling. It's like a rowboat, but on a train track, they all had to move it themselves. Wasn't even electric. They all had to like run their feet or whatever you call it. I was like, "What are we seeing this for?" They always do that on Beverly Hills. None of the other franchises. You never see Ramona Singer in a vehicle, just with hair in the wind. You know, on uh, the Real Houses in New York, they showed Luann and Sonia on their way to Ramona's Hampton's house, and they only showed us in flashback. They didn't even want to show us in that car in real time because they were like, "This is not interesting." The Roni people know, but Beverly Hills, they're like, throw them in a vehicle, we don't know what else to do. Throw them in a car, we'll show it for 10 minutes on an episode. On a 40-minute a episode, we get 10 minutes of them on the train track? Not interested. Uh, on the way there, though, Erica, did you hear she pointed out something about convicts or something? I was trying to rewind it, my thing wouldn't rewind, so I don't know if she said it was convicts. It was something to have to do with the law that Erica pointed out. And every time they do it, I think to myself, like, oh, this is the Bravo editors. Like, They had to comb through a lot of this footage to show us and, and give us little moments of Erica Jane referring to court cases and convicts and all of that kind of stuff. Because they wouldn't normally show that, but they, they literally hovered on that moment for a minute. It was Erica Jane talking about, like, oh, we're in Gardenville, something about convicts. It happened too fast, but they did they did sit on it for a little moment. So then they leave this train track thing, whatever the fuck that was, this Thomas the uh, Thomas train track. I mean, what was going on? I feel like I just talked about that for 10 minutes, which was about the time that we were at that train track. It was enough. Enough is enough. Taylor Armstrong. Uh, so they leave. Sutton and Crystal are on the way back. ourselves sleeping, and Sutton and Crystal seem to have one moment where they connect. Uh, They talk about their parents. Sutton says her dad was mentally ill and died 18 years ago. Crystal's dad died of Alzheimer's. Uh, It was a a sweet moment. I thought maybe those two could come together, but apparently I was wrong, because later in the episode, it all goes to shit. All of it. So we cut to the house. Kathy uh, lets everyone know that she put eardrops in her eyes. In her eyes, you guys, Kathy was putting, she just grabbed a bottle and put them in her eyes. And it reminded me so much of our dear Kim Richards, when Kim Richards put the deodorant spray in her mouth. Or she thought it was like mouth spray, but it was deodorant spray or de- room deodorizer or something she put in her mouth. And Kim was just laughing about it. She's like, oh, I put room deodorizer in my mouth. Oops. And here comes Kathy saying, I put eardrops in my eyes. Those Richards sisters need to read labels. Are they? Were they just brought up not to read a label? Do you think like Big Kathy just would always do this kind of stuff and just never read a label? I feel like at some point you learn that from your parents. And so if you never learn that from your mom or dad, you would never read a label. And I would just encourage them to all, take a look, grab the, whatever you're about to put in your body, just quickly glance at the label. That's a little tip for all of you out there. Just quickly glance at it uh, just to see what you're doing just to see what you're putting into that body. And Kyle seemed to have learned, I guess. I haven't heard from Kyle doing this sort of thing. But Kathy and Kim, they both just grab a bottle and put it wherever. Put it in their mouth, put it in their eyes. It doesn't matter. They find a hole. It doesn't matter what the label says. They're putting it in. I don't get it. But I love Kathy for it. Love her. She also spilled coffee on herself. She's like, I couldn't see. Kyle's like, you got a big coffee standing shirt. Kathy's like, well, yeah, I put eardrops in my eyes. I couldn't see a fucking thing. And we know she's already got bad vision. Is that Kyle? You know, she just thought it was Garcelle was Kyle. Kathy can't see much. And maybe it's because she always puts eardrops drops in her eyes. Who knows? Unclear. Uh, but they all sit around and talk. Erica claims that she's easygoing. She says, Tom lets me be myself. That's what I love most about him. That's what I love most about him. But then I think that this was right around the time, which maybe we'll find out next week, because in the sneak preview for next week, it sees all the women are like looking at their phones and they're like, I had no idea this was happening. I'm led to believe that that's them, Erica and Tom announcing their divorce or separation. So this trip was very close to all of that stuff going on. So I couldn't believe that Erica's just saying, Oh, Tom lets me be myself. That's what I love most about him. And there's all these allegations in the press, like they, weren't actually getting divorced. They like faked the divorce because uh, they had to, it was a financial thing or something. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a lawyer. But there was all these allegations like that. And so I wonder if this was uh, what was actually happening. Did Erica Jane actually want to get divorced from this man? Was she surprised by it? How did this all happen? Because she's saying in the scene, this is what I love most about Tom. And I'm sorry, if you're about to get uh, divorced in a week, I don't think you'd say that about your partner. I'd say fuck that guy. Fuck that man. If I was about to get divorced, I mean what do I know? Um, Sutton meanwhile is wearing $2000 slippers. $2000 slippers. You guys, 2000, 2k. Not 1k, 2k. That's right. And they just look like fluffy slippers. I've seen those same ones at a Kohl's, home goods, you name it. I've seen those kind of slippers. And by the way, you can get a discount. You can go to Kohl's, use your Kohl's cash, get a pair of fuzzy slippers like that. No problem. Uh, $18. bucks, 17 dollars 99 you get a pair of slippers like that. At most, at most, from a Kohl's, using your Kohl's cash, bring it down to uh, $7.99, $10 Kohl's cash, you're good to go. Go to Home Goods, you'll get something like that, you know, in the clothing section. Yeah. I, I don't understand what's Sutton's buying $2,000 slippers for. That money could be used elsewhere. And I understand these women have money, and I get it. Use your fashions, and they want to look good and, and get high-end clothes, but I just implore them all to head to HomeGoods, head to Kohl's, head to TJ Maxx, become a Maxanista. You'll get a bunch better deals. I mean, you just it's wasting money at this point. Because the slippers, they go on your feet. No, I'm sorry, no one can make slippers that are worth $2,000. Even if you get a pair, of, a nice pair of Uggs slippers, how much are those? What, uh, two hundred bucks or something? Not two thousand. Two thousand. What are they putting on your feet? Gold. Gold isn't going to be uh, feeling good on your tootsies. I'm sorry to spoil that. <laughs> Diamonds and gold won't feel good on your tootsies. My mom always used to say tootsies. I can't believe I just. <laughs> Anyone else say tootsies in regards to feet? Is that a weird thing? Is that an Ohio thing? Is that just a me thing? I hope other people say tootsies, and I didn't just embarrass myself. I'm not referring to the movie Tootsie. Tootsies, like your feet. Um, is that a thing? Oh, well. It isn't now. Anyway, Sutton's wearing 2K on her tootsies, and I couldn't believe it. Uh, then they talk about Paris Hilton, which, did you guys hear that interview with Paris and all of these women on her podcast? I listened to it. It was very interesting. Not all of them. Garcelle wasn't there. Sutton wasn't there. But it was the rest of the crew. And Erica wasn't there either, but they were on Paris Hilton's podcast. Did you guys see her documentary? Ooh, some people tell me to watch it. And actually, you know, it, I was frustrated with Kathy in the documentary. I don't know if it's on YouTube or where it is, but there's a great doc that Paris just came out with. So anyway, then we see Garcelle and Rinna at night. They're the first ones ready, and they're always stuck together every time. They're the first two ready. Always stuck together and they hate each other. They don't have glam teams on this trip. So they are all getting ready on their own. Kyle did some hat work. Uh, Crystal, I want to point out, I'm noticing something she does. And it's a lot of coat work without the arms. So she's putting on these coats over her shoulders. And I feel like I've seen it more than once on Crystal. So I'm really like clocking it. And it seems that when Crystal's getting ready, she's doing the coat over her shoulders without the arms in it. So I don't know if that's the style, if I need to be paying attention to that, see if it's in. By the way, you guys, I've been watching The Golden Girls at night. I think I told you guys this. Before bed, we're watching one, two episodes of The Golden Girls. My whole life when I would put on The Golden Girls, their fashions always seem so crazily out of date. A lot of late 80s fashions, the big blazers. Now I'm noticing that that stuff is in. So for the first time in my life watching The Golden Girls, I'm looking at some of their fashions and I'm being like, that's something that somebody could wear today. The big blazers that Blanche wears—they're colorful. I could see them on a model. Who's the model? Charlie Claus or the Rina's kids? I could see him wearing the big, big-ass colorful blazer. So the girls are in. The girls are ahead of their time. The golden girls, and I just want to salute them as always. Um, but Crystal's doing the no arm in the coat thing, and we need to pay attention to that because it might be a thing. Crystal's got great style, and so I trust her. So I'm thinking that might be in. I know that's always sort of been a thing, but I'm noticing it happening a lot on Crystal. So I'm wondering if it's a bigger trend. So then we get to this restaurant. Everyone's got to sit far away. I don't get it. Why the fuck do they have to sit so far away? And if so, why didn't, I understand COVID protocol. I get it. But why didn't we do the dinner outside then? Like, we should be at least able to have this cast all at one table. It was like they were so fucking far away from each other. And uh, even Kathy, I don't even think Kathy realized so far. I don't know if she doesn't have depth perception either with her eyes. You know, she put the eardrops in the eyes. But I think her depth perception is off. Because at one point, Sutton was telling her about how Crystal kicked her. And it happened in a car. But Kathy thought it happened at that dinner table. Where they were a hundred yards away from each other. Nobody could even hear each other at the other ends of the table. So I wonder, like, Kathy just thought it happened. She's like, oh, you reached across the table and kicked her. And it was like, no, Kathy, that happened in the car, because you guys were all seated minimal 10 feet apart. So I don't get why they did that. Uh, Let's see, Kathy also, speaking of Kathy, I could do an hour on Kathy, you guys, love her. But she ordered a rare or medium steak, and I don't know if you guys pay attention to this, but they always do their orders on these shows and very often with Bravo celebrities they order a well-done steak. And it always frustrates me cuz I like a good steak, but I would never order a well-done or even like a medium-well steak. Kathy ordered a medium and I was cheering in my apartment. I was like, "Finally, on this show we get someone who orders a medium steak cuz we're always getting these people who are like, "I I want it well-done." A well-done steak is disgusting, you guys. It needs to be pink. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to gross everyone out. I know you get mad at me. Uh, But she also calls uh, Rick. Rick is on the line. Very excited for that. I want to know him. I want to know what he's up to. Let's get to know Rick. Are we ever going to see him? Are we ever going to see him? Rinna reveals that she's doing a lip line. She says, I should have done it way before the diaper and the duster. And that's true. Again, I, I know we've talked about this, but I don't think we need another lip kit. We've had enough. There's a hundred lip kits. Everyone's got one. I swear I'm about to find out the red M&M is coming out with a lip kit. It's like, at, to what end? When does this end? Because not every celebrity needs a lip kit. Okay? Not every single one. And we're getting every single human that's ever been on a reality show or scripted show, any actor. Everyone's got their own lip kit. Enough. Enough. And rena has got great lips. So if anyone's going to come up with the lip kit, it really should be her. However, it's just, we've got too many. Can't buy all those lip kits. We only got one pair of lips. Some people have another pair of lips, but you don't put lipstick on it. Oh, so now the conversation is going towards Sutton and being from the South. Erica says she never felt racist for being from the South. She says, uh, oh, Dorit chimes in and says, I'm such a child of the world. I didn't think uh, everyone from the South is racist. I didn't think that. She's like, I've lived everywhere. She kept saying, what did she say? She's like, I've lived in so many countries, I can't name them all. She can't name all the countries she lived in, you guys. Dorit. Dorit's not really given a whole much this season. I don't know what's happening with her, but it seems like we're not really getting her on the phone with Jagger talking about his leaf. That's about all we're getting from Dorit this season. She did sort of try to get in the mix with Sutton, but then it all just kind of, Sutton was unraveling, and then it became about Sutton. Sutton really was unraveling, though, wasn't she? I mean, it seemed like she was just sort of losing it, and it... Kathy broke up the tension by saying, you gotta do bottoms up. We're on a girl's trip, bottoms up. And they do this prank thing happening with the martinis. Again, I say, actually do bottoms up. Which, uh, did we, did I already talk about this at the beginning of the show? I don't really, have never heard of that before in terms of drinking. I'm from Ohio. In college, we used to chug beers, we used to do shotgun and beers and all that kind of stuff. But I've never heard of doing bottoms up. I've heard of bottoms up, but never heard of like it being a game. Uh, but they do a, They do do this. And Sutton gets mad because everyone's sort of in on the joke, even though the table's set between two different parts of the joke. So it's like Kathy's in on one part of the joke, and then Erica and Rinna are playing a joke on Kathy's end of the table. So there's two different groups, but Sutton's not involved in either of them. And I did sort of understand what Sutton I was like, I get that. I would feel really insecure, self-conscious, frustrated if it seemed like everyone was talking in on something and I wasn't. So I got that. But uh, she was definitely on the brim. She was losing it. She gets mad at Garcelle when they leave for telling everyone that she was mad about that. And so Sutton is just totally unraveling. And at this point, I got it. I think Sutton's very, uh, she's, she's losing it. Kyle tells Sutton she's being overly sensitive. Kyle's like, you need to calm down because you're losing a little bit. And then at the end, you guys, Crystal goes to her bed. And we see Crystal's on the phone with her friend. She's still mic'd. It's a hot mic moment. We love a hot mic moment. Sutton says she's going to go bring the coat to Crystal. So she gets there, and she walks into the room, which we see in the preview next week. Crystal's like, "Uh, I was naked in the room. So I get that. I would be upset if anyone walked in my room. If the door's closed, you knock, and you don't enter until I say enter. Okay? You don't just walk in at willy-nilly, because who knows what state I'm going to be in. Could be nude. Could be, uh, we don't know. I could be doing whatever. And we don't need you just barging into the room. I don't care if it's not locked. If the door is shut, the door is closed. The door is closed, in the words of Nene Leakes. Was that Nene Leakes? I don't know. Sometimes these things pop into my head. I'm like, what? Who said that? Who said that? That's a uh, Atlanta. Who said that? That's an Atlanta quote. Aren't these quotes so stupid when you think about the housewife's quotes? <laughs> They're all so stupid. Like, who said that has become like a catchphrase. I made it nice as a catchphrase. Like, they're all so ridiculous, and I love them all. Okay, so yeah, uh, Sutton barges in, and then that's the end of the episode. Another to be continued. Next week, there's a boat. They're all worried about a bird pooping on them. There's some games. Crystal and Sutton uh, get into it a little bit more. Garcelle and Renna get into it more, and we're finally dealing with the Erica Jane of it all. Bamboozled Jane, we're finally finding out more. All the women, they get something on their phone. I don't know what it is but they get some information on their phone and it seemingly has to do with bamboozle Jane and Tommy Two-Tones. So you guys, that's The Real Houses of Beverly Hills. We gotta take a quick break and then we're gonna come back and talk The Real Housewives of New York. with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash everything iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everything iconic.
1: I was never taught to talk about sex. Like, like you know, like like this dick is big, this dick is small. I like dick. I like the <laughs> his, his is big and she has a... WP or let's do a WAP or whatever it's called. I
0: don't, I don't feel comfortable. Ah, uh, you guys, alcohol, the TV show. Last week we ended on the women around the table at that, uh, breakfast at Tiffany's event that they were throwing at Ramona's Hamptons house. We're still in the Hamptons. We're still there. How many episodes is this? Five, six, seven. I don't know how many episodes are getting out of this five day trip, but it seems never ending. And what's to come in the second half of the season? If this is the whole first half of the season, what do we have to look forward to? Because it seems like this is the whole trailer in the Hamptons, and I'm not complaining. That's not a complaint because I'm loving it. Ba da ba ba ba. I'm loving it. And just hearing Ramona sit around the dinner table dressed as Breakfast at Tiffany's, talking about liking Dick.
1: I like Dick. I
0: love it. I love it. She wasn't exactly talking about liking Dick, but I mean, all that that monologue went on forever. I mean, somebody needs to use that at Juilliard because that was a five-minute monologue. And I could have listened to it for five minutes more. Fantastic. They're all uh, sitting around the table talking about having sex. Ramona tries to change the conversation. Heather's there, friend of Heather Holla Thompson. And she's labeled as Ramona's friend, which I don't get because she's been with us before. So I don't understand why we don't just have her named Heather. She's in a confessional. Do we really need it to say Ramona's friend? That's where they they start to lose me. And I know Bravo, especially the Roni editors, they're the best in the biz. I would just encourage them. We don't need it to say Ramona's friend. It could just say Heather. Or nothing at all. She's in the confessional. I don't think they need to label that. Heather, though, I, God bless her, love her so much. You know, I love my Heather Holly Thompson, but she could have used some anti shine on the face. Her face is very shiny, and I she, gorgeous. She's a gorgeous woman. Gorgeous woman. I think Heather's beautiful. I just was noticing. I mean, I don't know if maybe it was hot in that room, but I thought, you know, I have to use anti shine all the time because my face is shiny. I'm an oily person in general. Italian. You know, got to always throw on some anti-shine. When I, even when I'm throwing a Zoom, sometimes I lather up an anti-shine, you know, a little matte foundation or something. And I'll still look at myself and I'll be like, wow, I look shiny. So I wonder, maybe Heather Halla dumson was looking at the screen uh, as she's watching this episode and thinking the same thing. But she's beautiful. Just maybe like a little, I don't know, a little anti-something, some matte foundation, something You know, but beautiful. She looks good either way. Uh, Then Leah says something about being sex positive. Ramona's never heard that word before, sex positive. Ramona hasn't heard much culturally. Is Ramona not on Twitter or anything? Like, does she not read the news? On The Real House of Beverly Hills, we saw Kathy Hilton read in the newspapers in the middle of the night. Maybe Ramona should pick up a paper and just read something, a little bit, you know, something in the news. Because sometimes I feel like Ramona's just not even culturally aware of anything that's happening. And I'm realizing that more and more as I watch this show. Uh, then Luann, she's going to bed, and Sonia says, as Luann's leaving, she says, Lou won the contest for the breakfast at Tiffany's. And Ramona, this was a very quick moment, I don't know if you guys heard it, but Ramona said, and I quote, there's no goddamn contest, so fuck you. That's what she said as Sonia was complimenting Luann. And on any other franchise, that would have been a line that would have sparked a 10-episode arc if this was on Beverly Hills, but to the, the Rony cast, it was just water off the duck's back or whatever that fucking phrase is. It was like, Ramona literally said, there's no goddamn contest, so fuck you. She said in regards to Luann winning a breakfast at Tiffany's contest. And Luann didn't even process it. Didn't even go in Luann's head. She just kept going off to bed. Sonia didn't even call it. No one called it out. It was just like, that's what Ramona said, and no one give a shit. And that's Roni. That's Roni whiplash. So Luann goes to bed, Uh, Ramona then sits down with Leah, and that's when she says, look, I don't normally talk about sex, I don't say dick is big, dick is long, blah, blah, blah.
1: I like dick. Uh,
0: But Ramona's drunk at this point, so she does start to get a little frisky, and I don't know why, she was uh, demonstrating on a feather, like some sexual thing, but I don't understand why Ramona gets so pissed at Leah about it, but like, Sonia always talks about sex, like we hear her say stuff about dicks and all that all the time, but... Uh, Ramona never gets mad at Sonia, and I don't get it. Is it just because Sonia's an older person, or what is it? And Ramona, she does seem to liken Leah to her daughter in a lot of ways, but it still seems like Leah's really an adult woman. She's 30-something years old, so she's allowed to talk about sex in the same way that Sonia Tremont Morgan is. So I don't get why she gets so upset. But uh, Ramona does say, do ladies talk about uh, Bs and Cs and Ds? She says, as she's going to bed, she says, I'm upset. What happened to class and elegance? And that was for all from the trailer. We saw that, so it's nice to see it play out. And the next morning, Luann leaves because she's going to get the naked male model. So she's going to get this man who they're going to be drawing. It's revealed that the night before, Ramona took thirst trap pics after they stopped filming. So there was just this picture of Ramona in her underwear with the pearls or the necklace on and the the her hair and that updo from the breakfast at Tiffany's party. So Ramona was doing, uh, just sexy photos, thirst traps. And she was one that's so offended by all of the sex stuff. Um, I don't know. Ebony points out, she says, women can have law degrees and talk about big dicks. And I agree with you, Ebony. Bravo. Bravo to that. Let's see. Luann is at her Sag Harbor house. Her uh, niece, Nicole, the daughter's there. Victoria and Garth is there. Nicole's been around for a while. We've seen Nicole since, I think, first season. Remember she showed up? She went to the bar or something with Luann? So she's been a presence on this show for a while. And Luann says, um, "Wait, let me do my Luann voice. <laughs> we got lamb curry, a nude model. What more could we want? <laughs> the whole idea, you guys, of Luann living with these artists. Like, cause Victoria's an artist, the son Noel's an artist. Remember when Noel did the break dancing? Never forget. Uh, anyway, the niece is an artist." And Luann just doesn't scream artist to me. Like even though I know she's like toured the country doing a cabaret act. And so in theory, yes, she does get a lot of money from doing her art, which is banging a bongo drum on stage and telling jokes about her arrest. So in some ways, that's art. You know, who am I to judge that? Luann is an artist. But every time she says she's with all these artists, it just cracks me up. And even later in the episode, she was wearing a shirt that said, name 10 female artists and I'll give you a kiss. And I just wondered, like, could Luann name 10 female artists? Like, I would like someone to challenge Luann. Because I if she's wearing that shirt, I wish somebody would have said, hey, can you name 10 artists that are female? And I don't think Luann would have been able to do it. I don't know. Then uh, we do see Ramona, and all the women are getting ready in uh, Ramona's lower level. It's also weird to me when they go there. I know we talked about Monsters, Inc. last week, and that's what it feels like. But they keep showing us, normally they don't show us, like, the makeup room and stuff. And this is almost like a peek behind the curtain. I'm wondering, like, is this what happens on all of these shows? Because on Beverly Hills, sometimes we get a a view of the women in like a bathroom doing their hair and makeup. But this felt like a different thing. This felt like a production room. So that was fascinating. So then uh, Kurt, the male model that they're going to be drawing, arrives. And right when I saw him, I thought he was an attractive man. I thought this Kurt, the male model who's going to get naked, very attractive.
1: I like dick.
0: Very attractive. And then uh, Luann. when all the women arrive, she tells them about Garth, though. So Luann sits and tells Heather about Garth. And this is what she says in regards to uh, Garth. Luann says, he answers uh, calls when I call him. And when he says dinner on Friday, he goes, that's why Luann says Garth is the perfect man. Okay, let me just repeat that. Let's just take that in. So Luann is telling Heather about this man that she's dating named Garth. And she says he's the perfect man. And the reason why is because when she calls him, he answers. And when he says they're going to go to dinner on Friday, he goes. The bar is low. The bar is too low, ladies. Ladies, am I right? You need to raise that bar a little bit. Okay, if you're thinking of men like the Wannes, think about the Scarf man, you need to raise the bar. That's not uh, someone you should be super impressed with. If a man answers your calls and then invites you to dinner and then goes, That's not something to be impressed by. You need to raise the bar. Ladies, gays, anyone out there, uh, if you're thinking of a man and that's impressive to you, find a new one. You need to get a new one. Love yourself. Love yourself, ladies. Am I right? Because it's just unacceptable, the way Luanne was talking about Garth. I mean, look, I like Dick just as much as the next gal on this alcohol, the TV show.
1: I like Dick.
0: But I don't think we should be so impressed with these men just because they show up to dinner and call. I mean, come on. Um, you know what man I was really impressed by was this Alfredo, the man who was lurking around every corner like Jaws in the water and playing that guitar. This was who uh, Luanne wanted to set Sonia up with. But really, it looked like Ramona was the one who was really into him because she was dancing, she was vibing. And Sonia's not into it. She says, Sonia says, I'm an artist. She's not wrong. Sonia Treatment Morgan's not wrong, so she wants the banker type. She doesn't want this Alfredo, but you know who wanted to get laid by Alfredo was Ramona. She was feeling him. I could tell. Uh, Luann says regarding Alfredo, she says, He's a male with a penis and a guitar. What more could you ask for? Once again, Luann needs to raise that bar. She says, He's got a penis and a guitar. What more can he ask for? Luann, you need to love yourself. Because this is uh, not okay for how you're thinking about these men. And she was with Tom. You know, the bar was low with that man. She married Tom. Remember, he cheated. It's about Tom. So then uh, Kurt, uh, they're all going to draw this man. And he says, can someone come take off my sarong? And Sonia does. And she had the best time. They all say that Kurt had a really pretty penis.
1: I like dick.
0: And then Luann, we see their drawings. Even it looked like he had a nice penis. I was a little frustrated because they blurred out his dick, but then they didn't. Sh- they showed us on their drawings, so at least we got like some indication. But I'm not sure that those women are the best at drawing. So you know, I would have liked maybe Victoria or who was the other artist. I would have liked to see their drawings of this man Kurt because I felt like I couldn't get a good idea from Ramona's drawing about it. Um, but. They also described it as semi-hard. I'm sorry to go into this man's dick, but it was on the show. It was on the show, so I'm just going to have to talk about it. They described Kurt's dick as semi-hard, and I wondered the logistics of that. I've never drawn a naked man, although I
1: like dick.
0: I've never drawn one uh, in person. But I'm curious about if anyone wants to invite me to one of these parties, I'd happily go. I'm not an artist either. You know, I, The extent of my art skills is drawing my hand and making it look like a turkey for Thanksgiving. That's it. So I'm not sure I could draw a Kurt's dick in proper form. However, I'd happily go to one of these places. Sonia did also tell him uh, that he has a nice round ball sack. That was the exact quote from Sonia. She said to this man, you have a nice round ball sack. Something, something along, maybe it was an exact quote, but she did tell him he has a nice round ball sack. So that was that was nice of her. You know, this man, that's his art. That's his job. He got some compliments. Good for him. Uh, Leah's stressing out about her grandma, though, and I feel bad for Leah. And Leah's having a rough season, you guys, and I, I... I really try to put myself in these people's shoes and I think about Leah's having a horrendous season. I don't think she's coming across well at all. However, I keep thinking like if I was in the midst of a global pandemic and my grandma was dying, I'd be a fucking mess on a show. I wouldn't be able to do a reality TV show. So on some level, I get it. However, she's having an awful season. Uh, They all stop drawing and they're eating while the guitar player runs around. You know He's still there. Alfredo was just walking around with that guitar and his dick and singing. And uh, Ramona's vibing, but it was weird that they were doing it when they were eating. And Luanne has the fake rosé again, too. I don't know why I'm feeling so exhausted by her fake rosé. I know it's going to be part of her line or new product she comes out with, but I'm exhausted by it. And then this is when everything kind of goes left. So Luanne says that she was raised similar to Ramona in regards to religion, And Leah gets pissed that Ramona compares her to Avery in regards to that sex conversation. And Leah says, I'm nothing like your daughter. And apparently Avery had said Leah was inappropriate after they had dinner once. So this whole conversation is just kind of getting chaotic. Ebony says she's the most educated. She googled everyone. She said, of course I googled everyone. I love that she was honest up front. Of course I googled you. I'm going to be co-starring with you on a TV show. So Leah storms off. She calls everyone a hoe. You're a hoe. You're a hoe. You're a hoe. And she's so upset. And it's never about what it's about. So I don't think Leah was upset about the hoe thing. I think it was more the grandma thing. And she uh, runs away. You're a hoe. You're a hoe. Biggest fucking hoes ever. And she says to Ramona, your daughter has been sucking dick since age 14, she says. That's what she says. And I actually thought that crossed a line. And if, again, any other show, somebody would have said that to another housewife, it would have been 10 episodes. They would have never gotten over. In Jersey, in Orange County, in Beverly Hills, none of them would have let that slide. Leah said, uh, your daughter has been sucking dick since age 14. This was exact quote. And Ramona didn't even think twice. No one even cared. I thought it crossed a line. Even me watching them, like, that kind of crossed a line, didn't it? And they all just moved on. was <laughs> like, Nothing. Rona didn't even give a shit. Um, So that was that made me laugh. But uh, she storms out, and then uh, Heather's trying to get everyone on the same uh, page. She says, I think there's a big lesson here. No one's listening to each other. Holla, mamas. She didn't actually say holla, mamas, but I added that. (laughs) In my head, every time Heather talks, there's like a holla at the end and a mama at the beginning. Um, Hey, mamas. Everyone's got to get on the same page and listen to each other. Holla. That's what I imagine. Um, but Luann says, look, I don't think you speak three languages to Ebony. She says, let's not go tit for tat, girlfriend. And Luann was doing a lot of girlfriend work. In this uh, conversation, this argument, she was doing a lot of girlfriend work. I was like, you need to reel that in, Luann. Stop calling Ebony your girlfriend. I don't think at this moment Ebony's your girlfriend. She kept saying, yeah, girlfriend, yeah, girlfriend. I was like, I've never heard Luann say that word before. And suddenly she's using it in this argument with Ebony. I don't think you want to do that, girlfriend. Let's not go tit-for-tat, girlfriend. Girlfriend, you got it all wrong. Actually, it was more like, girlfriend, you got it all wrong. Let's not go tit-for-tat, girlfriend. Girlfriend. And then uh, Luann calls Ebony miseducated. Ebony says, uh, your white fragility is killing me now. She says that to actually Ramona, and Ramona's like, I got a hearing problem. She says, what does race have to do with anything? Ramona's always talking about her ears. You know, like they're having this really uh, important race conversation. And Ramona's like, I can't hear. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's stupid. It's pure chaos. Pure chaos. And then luana says, I don't know if it was Luana or Ramona said something about what Ebony said. And Ebony says, run the tape back. And then they ran the tape back. They ran the tape back. Ebony said that right to camera. Run the tape back. And then they did it. Uh ah, loved it. Loved it. Also, I wrote in my notes, Ramona at one point said, I need a big dick healer. I'm not sure what that was regards to, but she did say, I need a big dick healer. It's in my notes.
1: I like dick. Uh,
0: but Luann then ends this chaotic conversation around the dinner table with saying, you're an angry woman. You're an angry woman. Uh, and then Ebony rightfully points out, you can't use the word angry in regards to a black woman. It's uh, inappropriate, Lou. And then Luann, uh, you know, she just, I don't think she get it. Luann sends Ebony away. She says, have a safe trip. To be continued. You guys, I was upset. Luann was so frustrating this episode. She just didn't get it. Luann doesn't get a lot of things. Just doesn't seem to get it. In regards to everything, I say that. She just doesn't seem to get it. But in, you know, she's an artist, apparently. So she should get it. I don't know. Anyway, you guys, that was the real house size of New York. I'm loving New York this season. I'm sorry. I know a lot of you aren't. I love it. I think it's great. Sorry. Beverly Hills is great, too. I'm happy as a clam. These women in my life right now, happy as a clam. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. We had lots to talk about this week. I want to remind you all to find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. If you like this podcast, head on over to Apple, iTunes, give us a good five-star review. If you like it, if you don't like it, I'm sorry. Do my best. Uh, But I also want to tell everyone about the Patreon page. Uh, if you want to support this podcast, head on over to Patreon, dot com slash Everything Iconic. If you donate $4 more per month, you get access to our bonus episodes. I'm doing one a month. Uh, also, we have uh, merch available at EverythingIconic.store. T-shirts up to 5XL. We got the uh, largest T-shirts we can, so if anyone needs any of those larger sizes, we got them at EverythingIconic.store. Uh, you guys, I love you all so much for listening. Next week, I'm going to be traveling, so I will be finally after a big buildup, I'm finally going to be building, uh, me, uh, seeing my family again for the first time in a year and a half. There were some issues I couldn't go. People were sick, and now everyone's better, and I'm going to go visit my family. So next week, I don't know the schedule might be a little bit off, but I still have episodes coming out next week. So check the feed. Uh, and I want to thank ACAST uh, this podcast is brought to you by ACAST. We love them. If you're looking for a good platform to listen to this podcast too, head on over to acast.com slash everything iconic. They also have a great app if you want to listen to podcasts. You know, the Apple podcast app, you know, it can be kind of tough, screwy. Episodes come out late on Apple. It's frustrating. Anyway, with all of that said, I think we should do our cheesy little cool down. Take a moment to just breathe. So let's all take a deep breath in, hold it, breathe out. Let's take another deep breath in, hold it, breathe out. Just want everyone to take a minute to think of something they're grateful for this week. Family, friend, loved one, think of something you're grateful for and just uh, breathe it in. I love you all so much for listening. Uh, We'll talk soon. Bye-bye.